welcome to the Daily Coffee on Unsafe Space with Carter and Carrie. Today's Wednesday, October 16th. And we're happy you're joining us. If you, if it's your first time watching, we hope you'll stick around and uh, uh, please hit share and like and subscribe and all those things. Hi, Carter. All those things. Hey, Carrie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, well, I don't know, great, but I'm doing well. Um, you've got me fired up today about this this thing. Oh, I know the videos, it's old. It's from October 2018, so it's almost a year old. It is a year old. But uh, we like <laughs> to is. talk about cultural stuff and sometimes not just, by the way, I watched the Democratic debate last night. I couldn't handle it. It was so boring. Um, so I'd rather talk about this. A year, I'd rather talk about a year old music video than the, than the Democratic debate. <laughs> um, um, well, a, a special person sent this to me and I was dying laughing. <laughs> It's like, he was like, this is for you. This is your anthem. <laughs> but the, one of the most uh, disappointing things about to me is that Roseanne Cash is in it. Johnny Cash's daughter is oh, in it. Yeah. So, um, so first of all, we're going to play. So I don't want, I, we can't play too much of this, but this is the, this is the video. It's called put a woman in charge. <laughs> put a woman in charge. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just so you know how the YouTube, just to be clear why we're being careful with this, the way that YouTube copyright works is it'll pick up the, like, we don't have to play very much of this video to get immediately picked up by copyright. And then they'll either block our video completely or like put it down this, like put it down this weird, um, contentious process where we have to argue that it's fair use the party that we're using, like the, the actual producer would get to decide whether it's fair use. So as long as we're criticizing it, there's no way they're going to let us even have portions of it. And best case is we end up with ads on the video that they get money for. So I'm trying to be <laughs> really careful about, uh, and worst case is it just gets banned completely. So we're going to be careful about it. I'm them. happy for them to make money off of this. I hope that happens. Yeah, I don't mind that so case. much, but uh, I certainly don't want to get banned. So, um, Anyway, we'll play just a bit of this. So this is this guy, Keb Mo. This, this song is called Put a Woman in Charge. And it starts out where he talks about things that men have done. So let's kind of... Men have done awful, awful things. It's, it's not all of it's awful, although the imagery is awful. But here we go. Yeah. And the sky, he set the border, built the wall. He won't stop building owns it all. Okay, so like did all this stuff, protect the borders, built the walls. Men won't stop till they own it all, right? So they're men are these greedy, horrible pigs who are just you know doing all these things. Um, okay, so here we go. You're gonna do some more. And here we are, standing on the brink of disaster. Okay, so he's like, here we are, standing on the brink of disaster. That's his description of where the modern world is. We're now standing on the brink of disaster. He cut, obviously, the implication because men have been, quote, in charge. Okay, but don't worry. He has an answer. Enough is enough is enough is enough. I know the answer. Put a woman in charge. I'm going to stop so we don't get any more. I don't want to have any more music playing. Uh, although maybe I can mute it and we can watch the imagery. So he knows the answer. 
Enough is enough. We got to put a woman in charge. The single tear, the single tear, the woman crying her tear for humanity because of men. I think that's the funniest part. Yeah, it is the best part. So, uh, at first, I mean, I don't know. Part of it's funny and part of it's infuriating. I mean, it's worked out so well for Germany. Um, I would have thought that this guy, I mean, I would have thought that he could get laid without making a video like this, but apparently, apparently that's the woke thing to do. Um, and I, I think, think this video should end with, so put a woman in charge and then just see like nuclear explosions and people eating people and <laughs> just complete breakdown and chaos. look i don't know where people get this idea that women would be better leaders than men like yeah it's a weird idea to me i mean women are great there are lots of women who are great leaders there women can be great leaders clearly but where did this idea come from that on average women are if women had been in control things would be so much better i don't think so well i I don't i mean there's no evidence of that there's no evidence of that and i know i Women are just as pathological as men, and it women just can be vicious. I mean, women can be vicious. It just manifests itself differently. Like, look at murder, right? Men tend to murder in overt ways, like with a gun or like physical force. You know, women tend to poison. Right. <laughs> like they do it secretly. I'm coming. Huh? You don't see the women coming. Right. Women are more devious about their <laughs> evil. That's all. So look, if this guy's going to speak in generalizations, I think just for the purpose of this conversation, I'm going to allow us to speak in generalizations without the normal caveats that not all women are like this, not all men, but like, yes, there's individuals. We're going to speak in generalizations because he's speaking in generalizations. He's not saying put this specific woman in charge because she has great qualities. He's put a woman, any woman, doesn't matter. This this kind of person, right? Okay, fine. If you're going to speak in generalizations, we're going to speak in generalizations. Um, and the first generalization I have to say is, this is not a dumb video. Uh, appealing to female vanity never fails. Uh, one thing about women, uh, flattery works all the time. Just tell them they're awesome. Every, like, just, you know, when in doubt, guys, just praise her. She will never suspect that you're full of shit and don't mean any, any of it because they love, they're so vain, so vain that they You're love to be told they can do everything <laughs> than everyone else. Oh my God, women are just so wonderful. That's so, You're speaking you know, generalities. that out there. You're speaking generalities. A part of me thinks that you, that you think there's truth to this. <laughs> there is general truth to this. Yes, absolutely. And not every woman, and some guys are like that too, but appealing to female vanity it's a great, it's a great tactic. Um, well, very few women are like, I think I'm just being flattered. I'm not actually that great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Doesn't this, goes happen. To, this goes back to the way that women um, on dating sites rate themselves much higher and rate men like much lower. But that whole stat that we pulled up that time about how men kind of have an average bell curve in terms of how they rate women's attractiveness on dating sites. But women's, women's is like most of the men they view as like unattractive and then it just <laughs> drops off. Yes. And, <laughs> and their, uh, their um, view of themselves is overinflated. They're like, yes, 10. 
I'm a 10. Yeah, that's, yeah, there's this idea. I have a friend, a female friend, actually, who writes about this a lot. She's like, um, social media has turned women into these flaming narcissists who, I mean, men too. I've, we've also men, seen men like this too, but there's a lot of women uh, who use social media as like a mirror of, of, uh, to reflect their awesomeness back to them. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, we're speaking in generalizations, so I don't want to have to keep. Yes, we're speaking in generalizations. Right. So, yes, it's generalizations. So, okay. Put a woman in charge, Carter. Find a woman, any woman. <laughs> right. Put her in charge. Any any old woman, as long as she's got ovaries, uh, life will be life will be grand if we just get a woman in charge. So, um, Carrie, a couple things I want to address. First, uh, he says. We are here, and here we are, standing on the brink of disaster. It's disaster, Carrie, out there. It's disaster out there. Okay, let's just, um, I don't know. How disastrous is it? Here we go. Uh, I'll, I'll throw up some graphs for you, because graphs always are good. Life expectancy. This is for England and Wales from 1700 to 2013. Life expectancy, let's see, gone from uh, what? <laughs> mid, mid uh, you know late 30s, early 40s, a couple hundred years ago, now to what, we're almost above 80? Uh, okay. Doesn't look like a disaster. Next. Let's look at the standard of living, U.S. standard of living. Uh, let's see. From This just recently, 2008 through 2017. Oh, look at that. It's been going up. Through, in, this ends in 2017, but, you know. Okay, standard of living is going up. Not much of a disaster. Okay. Let's take a look at number of violent crime victimizations by age for the last couple decades. Oh, look at that, Carrie. It's mostly going down. A little bit of uh, stagnation in ages 50 to 64 uh, and 65, but mostly violent crime, as you've pointed out a number of times also, going down. Murder has been, been going down. Okay. Well... But that's not a holistic view. We should really look at an overall view of quality of life. How about the historical index of human development? The historical index of human development is a summary measure of average achievement in key dimensions of human development, along a healthy life, being knowledgeable and having decent standard of living. Uh, the HIHD represents in the index of each of these three dimensions. Oh, let's see, from 1870 to, this looks like it goes to 2015. Hey, Carrie, what direction is this graph going? Oh, I was just say we're going towards the brink of disaster. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the brink of disaster. Look at that. We're so disastrous that our standard of living has increased massively. And finally, uh, let's just look at battle-related deaths, because men, men are all about war. Battle-related deaths in state-based conflicts since 1946 by region. Hey, do you notice that it's been going down? Look at that. It's been going down. So the first thing I want to say about this freaking video that does piss me off is we are not standing on the brink of disaster. There are a lot of problems. We complain about stuff all the time. I do think there's people trying to destroy Western civilization. There's a lot of cultural problems. Lots of problems we still need to tackle. We are far from the brink of disaster. <laughs> we are nowhere near the brink of disaster. We are at the... What? Without the brink of disaster, how would he get to the chorus? 
Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, well, Carrie, look, this is, uh, this is the other thing that pisses me off. This is about this patriarchy narrative that, uh, you know, there aren't enough women CEOs or board seats or whatever, and not enough women in positions of power, and the patriarchy is responsible for the, all the evils. We don't give patriarchy, we don't give men any credit for anything, um, any, any good thing. We give them credit for any, every ailment in society, it's because of the patriarchy. Anything good, it's either not talked about or just uh, attributed to random chance or something else. Like it happened despite the patriarchy. Um, but Carrie, this angered me so much that I went back and through our archives because a year ago, actually um, it was in November. So, you know, 11 months ago, I made a video. I don't encourage you to see it because it's bad. Uh, this is before Carrie was, uh, you were like barely involved in the show. Like maybe I had had one episode with you. Uh, I made a video called Thank the Patriarchy. And I cited some statistics about men. And I updated those statistics because that was last year and I, where there's new data. So um, I just want to run through some things about men sacrificing for society. These are the things that, that, that men do for society. First of all, uh, in terms of sacrifice, uh, and the patriarchy, um, men are three to four times more likely to commit suicide than women, uh, and they are 94% of work suicides. Men are also 76% of homicides. The majority of rape victims are men. Rape victims, the majority of rape victims are men, mostly due to prison rape. The life expectancy of women, four years longer than boys. A girl, a girl is born today, she can expect to live four years longer than a boy. Homelessness. We talk about CEOs a lot. Not enough women CEOs. How about not enough women homeless people? The U.S. Interagency Council on Homelessness estimates that about 75% of chronic homeless are male. About a third of those are veterans. Speaking of veterans, historically, 99.999% of combat fatalities have been men. Even since the first Gulf War, according to the DOD, 97% of combat fatalities have been men. We can talk about circumcision. Female circumcision is illegal. Male circumcision is done without anesthesia, removes a third of the foreskin, raises cortisol levels, uh, which are stress hormones, for six months. Um, and the rate, although it has been falling, it was 77% of boys are circumcised in, as of 2010. It's been falling a little bit. So we don't treat our boys well. How about average sentences for crime? Uh, men, average sentence, 51.52 months. This is a crime for the same, this is the same crime. So this is um, uh, a paper by Professor Starr estimating gender disparities in federal criminal cases. He looks closely at a large data set of federal cases and reveals some significant findings. After controlling for the arrest offense, criminal history, and other prior characteristics, men receive 63% longer sentences on average than women do. Okay? All right. How about, Carrie, how about the top 10 dangerous professions? So these are professions where men, uh, or not men, people die, most likely to die. So as I, I'm going to read off the list. I'm not going to give you stats. I'm just going to read off the list. This is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 2017. 
I'm going to read what the jobs are. And you can guess whether you think they're mostly populated by men. Number one, fishers and related fishing workers. Number two, logging workers. Number three, aircraft pilots and flight engineers. Number four, roofers. Number five, refuse and recyclable material collectors. Number six, structural iron and steel workers. Number seven, uh, truck drivers, uh, well, drivers slash sales workers and truck drivers. Uh, eight, farmers, ranchers, and other agricultural managers. Nine, first-line supervisors of landscaping, lawn service, and groundskeeping workers. And 10, electrical power line installers and repairers. Where, I didn't hear gender studies professor on there. You know they nope. face a lot of harm. It's probably uh, 11. <laughs> so, it's there's probably so much. There's so much harm. Just didn't make the top 10. So uh, what do you think those, I happen to have stats on every single one of those for uh, percentage men. For the number one case, it's 77.7. That's one of the lower ones. Number two, loggers, 99.1. Aircraft pilots, 98.3. Roofers, 98.3. Refuse and recyclable material collectors, 91.4. Structural iron workers, 98. Drivers, uh, truck drivers, 94%. Farmers, ranchers, another low one, 75.2%. Uh, first line supervisors of landscaping, etc., 95.4%. Electrical power line installers, 99.4%. By the way, the number nine from the previous year was first-line supervisors from construction and extraction. That dropped off the list, but that was 97.4% male. So overall, 92.5% uh, of the deaths uh, in the top 10 most dangerous professions are male deaths. Yep, and? So thanks, guys, for building society for us. Thank you for... Um, actually maintaining the technology that allows douchebags to record music videos about how men are the problems and distribute them to people worldwide because without those 99.4% uh, electrical power line installers and repairers, none of this would be possible. But you better have a woman in charge. Hey, can we, can we go back to the video and just watch the, one of the parts with Roseanne Cash in it because that's really, it makes me sad. Yes, um, I think. Find, I think. I mean, Johnny Cash is one of my heroes, and his daughter is sitting here like, mm -hmm, "Put a woman in charge." Like, <laughs> it just makes me so sad. I don't know what Johnny Cash's politics. I don't know whether he would have. Uh, oh, or not. He would not have done a song like this. <laughs> okay, well, no. here we go. Um, but and, yeah, and I'll show something else in a minute too. But here's here's here she is. I have a song. I'll even, I'll try and make it full screen for you, Carrie. Here we go. We're gonna feel the magic. When the magic. The girls take over. When the girls magic, take over. Magic, when the over. girls take over. Take over, yeah. What? By the way, there's also a lot of um, cliches, like she talks about raising the vibrations. Um, it's like very Marianne Williamson stuff. Who, who I do like. You can like, but, I just think. Yeah. But the magic when the girls take over, mm -hmm. if you were to say like any other, like when men take over, it's like take over is not good. That's not a good thing. Why do you want somebody of any gender or race or whatever to take over? Right. The whole idea of like uh, <laughs> individualism and the uh, 
smaller state kind of classically liberal idea is that no one's in charge. We're each in charge of ourselves. That's the idea. Yes. Yes. We have a, you know, an overlord who takes over and directs everything. Um, but Carrie, we actually have some stats on what happens when women take over. Do you, do you know that? I didn't know, but this makes me very happy. <laughs> they're, they're not in countries because, you know, you know, Germany, I guess we could look at. There's not a lot of countries. But we do have stats on when women take over the homes. Um, and those are fatherless home stats. What happens when there's a father missing from homes? Because, you know, the woman's in charge. She's raised the vibration. There's magic. Now, Carter, you could argue... Um, I, see, I see what you're doing here, but you could also argue that some of the, there are a lot of detrimental effects to children overall. They do across the board. They do not as well in general, on average, not as well when it's just one parent in the home. What, what, what I'm about to say though, is that you, you can't necessarily attribute that to being a woman. It could have been like with a single dad, they don't, they don't fare as well, well as that they actually that parents either. raises an interesting point. Um, women have power in family courts and there are very few single dads because typically they lose all of their rights when the woman decides to divorce and take the kids. So uh, men aren't powerful enough to have a lot of stats on motherless homes because there aren't as many motherless homes. But I still want to run through the stats because I think it highlights the importance of having a father in the home. 63% of youth suicides, fatherless homes, it's five times the average. 90% of all homeless and runaway children, fatherless homes. 85% of all children who show behavior disorders, fatherless homes. 80% 80, 80 of rapists with anger problems. Which I don't know which are the rapists without anger problems, but whatever. Uh, fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts, fatherless homes. 75% of adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers, fatherless homes. 70% of youths in state-operated institutions, fatherless homes. 85% of all youths in prison, fatherless homes. So uh, I'm kind of just as a guy, look, I don't, I don't want to have a gender war, but I'm sick and tired of men being vilified. And if you think this is going to end well for women, you're wrong. It's not going to end well. You want oh, to not. war? It's not going to go well. I've read Why the Last Man. It's not good. No. It's I mean, a comic. Look, I mean, you know, and they're pulling this crap. They're having this attitude and this, you know, blind female worship with one side of their mouth while the, out of the other side of their mouth, they're inviting Islam into the country. Uh, you know what's going to happen? If Islam takes over, all I have to do is declare that I like Allah and I'm safe. You guys are, you're screwed, women. I can be protected. I just have to convert. I, and I maintain most of my rights and actually gain power in society. You, you don't. I don't think most viewers are going to be able to make this jump that you're making to Islam taking over. Well, I'm just saying the same people that argue about putting women in charge, it's, a, it's the radical left. And they're also the same people that are um, Islamic apologists and don't want anyone to criticize anything about a, an actual patriarchal, misogynist, oppressive culture that actually hurts women. Instead, he's going to whine about, you know, how oppressed women are in the West, which is the least oppressive place ever for women ever in history, ever. Like, it's, it's the best possible place to be born as a woman, is the West. And they're going to bitch that we're on the brink of disaster for who knows what reason. And the answer is to put a woman in charge. I just, you know, 
like I said earlier, didn't it's not working out for Germany. Um, woman in charge in Germany meant inviting more <laughs> of a pretty toxic misogynistic ideology to, to come in and hang out. I don't think that's going to end well for Germany. So, I, I mean, it's not totally related to Islam. I'm not saying that, that the two go hand in hand, but it's the same people making these arguments. And, you know, this is an anti-Western civilization argument. Uh, the whole point is we've been trying to treat people as individuals. If a woman is best for a role, she should get the role. If a guy is best for that role, he should get the role. We don't put people in charge based on what group they're in. And this is just shameless, pathetic virtue signaling from some dude who wants to get laid and sell records. And uh, I think we need to call it out for what it is. I think he really probably believes it, though. A lot of these people believe it. The people that wear the, like, uh, the future's female shirts, I think they really, they see something virtuous and positive about that. And I'm like, I don't really understand. Why would you want a future that's just this, like, it's time for women to dominate. That's the thing about social justice warriors. It's like they don't, we've talked about this before, a lot of them, the ones with bad intent, they don't want to end depression. They just want to be the ones oppressing. And they, they feel comfortable saying, we want women to take over. We want the future to be female, women on top, women dominating. I'm like, I, how about we don't, how about one sex not dominate? Like, how about we not have oppression? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is totally, it is totally like that. Um, and I don't know. I think a lot of these people are, they may believe it kind of, but I think they're social metaphysicians. They look around them and like, he's probably getting positive reinforcement from whenever he says anything like that. And so he feels it's virtuous because the people around him are like, yeah, when you say those things, we like you and think you're virtuous. virtuous. And when you say other things, we don't like you. So there, he's not, people in general aren't thinking um, independently about what they think is right and wrong. They're looking, they're looking to their left, they're looking to the right, they're looking at people around them and seeing, uh, well, how do I get rewarded? What, you know, in what ways, when do I get rewarded and when do I get punished for speech? And he gets rewarded from the radical left for this kind of, uh, let's face it, this is sexist speech. He gets rewarded for sexist, bigoted speech. That's what he gets rewarded for. As long as, as, long as it's sexist and bigoted to the right person, right? Can you imagine, can you imagine someone doing a video, Carrie, of like, um, Elementary education, so women are largely in charge of elementary and like high school educators. Like most, it's almost all women in charge of your kids, right? Can you imagine someone to do a video, like put a man in charge. You guys have screwed up the generations enough. Look at, the, look at how crappy the millennials are. Not, not the millennials, whatever. Pick a man, any man, put a man in charge. Put a man in charge. <laughs> education would be better. Put a man in charge. Like, <laughs> Roseanne Cash should do the song. Put a man in charge and then have this guy guest on her song. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We're man. standing on the brink of destruction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, look, I, you know, this whole, uh, this whole intentional prodding the, the genders to fight each other is not a recipe for harmony and cooperation for anyone. And it's not good for any of us. So, uh, while we're on it, I know today's just kind of a funny episode and brief, know, yeah, and then we're going to go soon, but I just want to add this because it, I think it ties in. I get so tired of the, the section of like Target or whatever that the girls, girls rock, like girls can do anything. Girls can 
I hate that stuff. I hate it because of course girls can do anything. And I'm so happy I didn't grow up in a time. I t- we've talked about this once before when I was talking about the woman who said um, that she might've gone into science, except that she was told that science is for boys. Well, I don't know who was telling you that that's crazy, but I would argue that seeing stuff that's targeting you for being female and saying like, no, you really can do science. Like you do girls rock. Like it's not, it, it, it makes your brain beg the question. Why am I, why do I need to be told this? Right. Yeah. Why do I need to be told saying they don't. Right. Exactly. Is someone saying they don't, that's what it makes you, it begs that question. So if somebody's saying girls rock, girls can do anything. I'm like, is somebody saying that girls can't do everything? Like it, it puts that thought in your mind. How about just like, what? I, I just don't, I don't like the whole, no, I, for several I, reasons. It's also, I think it's bad for boys. You see that messaging everywhere and don't see it for boys. You don't see that stuff. Like you don't see a section that's like, boys rule, boys can do everything. The future is male, you know? The other thing it does is it actually, um, I think it actually sets women up for failure because the, the right message, I realize this is more nuanced and doesn't make a good t-shirt, but the right message is that women and men can do anything. They're, they're bound by the same uh, rules of reality for their achievements as men are, like, and only those rules. So it, it, like, the, the nuance is you can do whatever reality will allow you to do and not less than that. And so, and I know that's a a weird nuance, but like there's too many women now being told like, Oh, you can be a great mother and a great full-time lawyer at the same time. No, you can't. Um, No one can because doing one thing, you have a set number of hours in the day. A dad can't be a great parent and a great full-time lawyer either. He's he like, and, and the traditional way of separating labor was, well, the dad's not the greatest parent, frankly, but the mom is. The dad's out earning and kind of being a semi-absent parent, but around as much as he can, but focused on earning, right? The same is true if you flip the gender roles. The woman can be out focused on earning, but she's not going to be the best parent at the end of the day. Now, if you want a great parent around and you want, you, you want a female out in the workplace, then the dad should be home with the kids. Someone needs to be a good parent. You can't actually do both. There's only 24 hours in a day. So the idea that like you can, it's, it's, it's magical thinking that math doesn't exist, that it's like, well, I can work 12 hours a day as a parent and 12 hours a day as a lawyer. Like then you don't sleep and you're actually a crappy parent and a crappy lawyer. And that doesn't last for long. You can't do your best at both. There's a real time constraints to life. You need to make choices. Life is about trade-offs. There's nothing wrong with deciding you want to be a lawyer and not have kids. There's nothing wrong with deciding you don't want to be a lawyer and you want to have kids. That's your decision. But life comes with trade-offs. And I think too often we're telling girls like, you can do all this stuff simultaneously better than men. And it's like, no, actually, no one can do all that stuff simultaneously better than anyone who's doing just one of those things. Anyone who's doing just one is going to beat you when you're doing more than one. That's how reality, that's how math works. There's not magical extra hours that you can invent in the day. So I actually think it's, it's setting women up for failure because they think that they're going to go, a lot of women still want to have uh, this like full-time mother idea. They want to be like, be great moms. And, but they, they also want to have a career and that's fine if you accept that you're balancing those and you're not going to be the best mom or the best lawyer, you're going to be mediocre at both. But that's, that's your realistic achievement. That's, a, that, that's what can happen. You can't be both. No one can be both. 
I don't necessarily agree with you a hundred percent. I think some people can be, it depends on what the career is like the lawyer, 12 hour days. Like, of course you're not at home for 12 no, hours. It necessarily, anytime you spend doing one thing necessarily takes away from the time. I agree. But I also, I guess it depends on how you define great and mediocre and stuff like that. Because I think you can be a great parent and also be a working parent. Yeah. I mean, and, compared to someone who's doing it full time, they will be better. Okay. That's what I mean. Okay. But and I still, can, yeah. Right. But I think, that's, but I think you can be a great parent and be a working parent. That's my only point. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I agree with that. Um, but, uh, I, I do think, I do, I do think, I guess my point is I'm trying to, to, they compare themselves to people who do things full time, specifically in the career. Right. So they'll see like someone who works 80 hours a week. Right. Um, because they can, because they're not spending time on a family and they'll compare themselves to that. And they're like, well, why can't I achieve that? And also be a mom that's just as good as the mom who actually is a stay at home mom and isn't, isn't working. Like you can't be as good as both of those people at those things. They're, they're each devoting more time than you are. That's just, again, that's just how math works. Feeling bad about it isn't a solution. Like that's just, that's just math. Put all that on a t-shirt, Carter. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> that'll totally fit on a t-shirt. <sighs> well, look. Women can be in charge when they're the best person for the job. <laughs> I want to see you make a parody video. <laughs> Put a woman in charge when she's the best person for the job and yeah. actually <laughs> has earned it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> put, put a person in charge, regardless of gender and gender, like, yeah, I don't know. Just, put the best person for the job in charge. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. That's going to be a hit. That's my <laughs> Put the most competent in charge. Um, yeah. All right. Well, this was a fun. That was fun. One. Thanks for humoring me with the song. It's, Thanks for uh, showing me the song. It's such a weird song. It's so stupid. Anyway, we'll put um, a link to the song so you can actually listen to the whole thing. Go listen to the song, guys. It's going to make you laugh. And thank you for putting up with us today with this kind of silly episode. We just pre-taped the best interview. It was so great with Helen Pluckrose. And it's going to be, we're, instead of doing a live program tomorrow, we had to pre-tape because of her schedule. So we're going to release it at the time when we usually do them live. And um, I cannot wait for you guys to see this. It was so it was good. I just, I love the way her brain works. I'm so happy she spent that much time with us. And yeah, so we get to do a fluffy confetti because of that. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we wasted our brain cells on, on Helen. And now we're laughing about a music video because that's all we have left. That's all we have left. <laughs> I like the way she talks and her British, uh, some of her British words make me laugh. She, she just um, messaged me and said, if, I, if you need to edit any, any of the waffly bits out, the waffly bits. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, this whole video is a waffly bit. Yeah, this is the maybe that should be the title. Thank you for watching Waffly Bits on Daily Kofefi on Unsafe Space. So please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and join a book club. We oh. still have time to oh. go and get a copy of The Coddling of the American Mind. We're going to be doing a video discussion on Sunday, November 17th at 5 p.m. Pacific. 
7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. And you can join us in video. You can join us just in the chat if you don't want to be on camera. Um, but you have uh, a month to read the book. So we hope you'll Actually, if you go to unsafespace.com, yesterday I put up a page on unsafespace.com where it's got uh, the previous book club books, the current book club book, and the ones that we've kind of had in consideration. So anything you want to get, if you use those affiliate links, links um, we get a penny or whatever, some tiny bit, but it's something. So uh, use those links if you want to buy the book. Uh, thank you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow for Kofefi and Deprogrammed, but not live until Friday for our normal live Kofefi.